I am here to present you with your nickel. Thank you very much. And I am here to say that this is justifiably a nickel. Wow. 26. I don't think I've seen that face on a nickel. This is a new nickel. I didn't even realize they I gave you a used, special nickel. I haven't used nickels for a long time. You know what? Time. That's funny. I Except actually... to pay off bets. Yeah. This week, eating crow, payback, whatever you want to call it, I was wrong, and Tim Draper was right. When we last met, you were wearing Bitcoin socks, and today you're wearing a Bitcoin... A Bitcoin tie. Yes. <laughs> yeah, of course. In Is fact, there... I didn't wear my Bitcoin socks today. To understand why I had to pay Tim a nickel on a bet we made years ago, we have to go back to that wager. So... This next audio you'll hear is from 2019, and I've always wanted to say this. Previously, on Sand Hill Road. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Fair enough. You're terribly, terribly rich. I am not. Do you want to bet $1,000 to our favorite charity that in four years, whether Starbucks will be using Bitcoin? Well... One way to get rich is not to bet. Uh, we, have a, we have a maximum of a five cent bet in our family. You can bet five cents. Would you like to bet five cents? It's sort of a bet of pride. <laughs> uh, because I think you, you throw your pride out there and then you, then you realize that you lose your value. You, you lose your mind a little bit with your pride. So what are you trying to bet me? I'll bet you a nickel. Uh, four years from today, whether or not Starbucks is using Bitcoin, I'll say no, and I presume you'd say yes. In four years? You Starbucks, said four years. You think Starbucks won't accept Bitcoin yes, in four I am, years? Yes, and I am betting you a nickel. You are out of your mind. Sean, our producer, is here. <laughs> we have bet a nickel, and we should send he it to a charity. Totally out of his mind. Okay, let's do this. You, where have you been living? <laughs> let's do this coffee. Living in a hole? Well, it's a new way to pay for that latte. Cryptocurrency. Starbucks hey guys, has already we been Starbucks. Bitcoin, and now we're, we're going to pay with Bitcoin using Strike app. El Salvador just became the first country to make Bitcoin a legal currency. But here's why this la ley de Bitcoin. Lawmakers in El Salvador broke into applause after voting to approve Bitcoin as legal tender on Wednesday. So that's your backstory. I bet venture capitalist and diehard Bitcoin fanatic Tim Draper a nickel that Starbucks would not take Bitcoin in the following four years. And then El Salvador announced Bitcoin as legal tender. And well, there are Starbucks in El Salvador and One, damn two, it. three, four, five, six. I can go on. 
Actually, do go on for <clears throat> seven, eight, nine. So in 2022, uh, I'm back at Tim's office at Draper University, giving him his five cents. So we made that bet in March of 2019, and we gave it a four-year time limit, which gave you until March of 2023 to be proven right. You were proven right much more quickly. El Salvador made Bitcoin legal tender September of last year. Uh, you know, whether or not this... Actually- and, they're, and they're using OpenNode to, um, to accept Bitcoin down there. They, they're, they have it at McDonald's, at Starbucks. They have it at all the chains... And uh, and this, I think, is going to be the beginning of something much, much bigger, uh, where it's going to travel from El Salvador to other parts of Latin America, and eventually it'll be around the world. Both you and the president of El Salvador have made predictions that Bitcoin will go up a lot in value. And I'll, I want to talk about value in a second, but I want to start with a concept of a currency moving around in value. People get upset when we learn that the dollar buys 6% less today than it did this time last year. That's inflation, you know, against a basket of goods. But Bitcoin itself, since its highs in November, is down something like 30%. Um, well, wait, one Bitcoin is still worth one Bitcoin. It is, but that's <laughs> And they're true. not printing that's any true. more of and, them. But to be fair, one <laughs> $1 is worth $1. Yes, they do print more of those. But But- how can we be excited about a currency if its value changes so often? This is the one thing that bothers me about Bitcoin. I get the value of the blockchain. I get the value of a non-fiat currency. If I were to purchase an object of some sort with Bitcoin on a given day, the amount of Bitcoin I should I would have spent on it today or, or six weeks previous to that purchase are all going to be different because of the various value of either the dollar or Bitcoin. And it makes it hard to use as a currency in that sense. Sure, but all currencies are volatile against each other. But Bitcoin is particularly volatile because it is increasing in value at such a fast rate. Um, the yen and the dollar aren't always one to 100 or whatever they are. The euro to the dollar aren't one to 1.3. Um, all the time, they do move. And so if you're buying in euros or buying in dollars, sometimes it's gonna be different. So just um, that's the nature of currencies. And, uh, and I think what we're going through is we're going through a period of time where people are moving from this, uh, this government-centered uh, money supply to one that is uh, that is uh, trust centered uh, around a wonderful software program that somehow has allowed us to have a very secure, um, very trusted third party system, and that system is global and it's open and it's transparent and it's decentralized. So no one politician can decide they're going to print three trillion of them and drop it in value. One of the things that economists and financial writers are saying about the, the, the recent loss of value in Bitcoin is that because of these interest rate fears, uh, that investors are taking their money out of more speculative things, tech stocks, Bitcoin, that kind of things, uh, and putting it back into bonds and, and whatnot, which and you're nodding, so you agree with that premise, Jeff? Yeah, that is all true. Okay, um, but, I but the I think that there are investors who 
looked at um, Bitcoin and other currencies as um, speculating. And those investors are the ones who are, are leaving. Um, the ones who are um, hodling uh, are the ones who are believers in this new anthropological leap that humanity is going through. Humanities, uh, the internet was step one. Suddenly we were all connected. We could all trade across border. We could use a virtual, in a virtual world, we can trade across borders. We don't need to um, travel thousands of miles to get to the place that we're going to do our business. And so then now we now have a currency that operates operates effectively in a virtual world. And a bigger and bigger part of all that we do and all of our businesses is going to be virtual. It's going to be a part of the metaverse or whatever it is that we end up doing. And more and more of business is done in a virtual way. Less and less of it is done in the physical way. And so, I mean, if you're thinking about currencies in that way, you're saying, yeah, fewer and fewer needs for dollars to pay for things in the real world when we can operate much more of our life in this virtual world. And that's what's happening. We're all, we, we order our dinner online. We uh, order our cabs online. We, uh, these are not paid. They don't, don't have to be paid right. in physical dollars. So we, um, we operate um, our jobs online. In fact, um, people in California are second guessing the idea of hiring from California because there are so many um, uh, uh, regulations that have been piled up on any California employer for hiring California people that if those people are just going to work, work virtually, you might as well hire from somewhere that doesn't have all of those regulations in place. Um, and in a lot of places, uh, you pay lower salaries too. Mm -hmm. So there is this, um, this world that now is, um, is uh, completely open. Um, so if I'm going to hire an associate, I'm going to look in California, but then I'm also going to look in India and Pakistan and uh, sure. Singapore and places where I would pay one third the cost and not be subject to all those heavy regulations and liabilities, potential liabilities that I would get from hiring somebody in California. I want to return to the to this thought about Bitcoin as a currency. And I was saying that um, you know, with the with the Fed threatening higher interest rates, some people are getting out of the speculation of Bitcoin. And so ironically, a central bank is to some degree affecting the the overall value of Bitcoin. But as you predict these these heady days ahead, both for the value and the use of Bitcoin, do you need those speculators in the system in order to drive up the value of Bitcoin? Because when they're leaving, the value of Bitcoin falls. No, I think once people are able to buy their food, their clothing, and their shelter with Bitcoin, they will have no need for fiat currency. They will have no, there will be no reason to hold dollars because I can get all the things that I need with Bitcoin. Once that happens, 
once people are using OpenNode and uh, Cryptio for their accounting and uh, and paying their taxes on a on the you know on a system that is uh, not tied to any one, uh, not not forced to go through accounting and bookkeeping and auditing and all that stuff. It's all done automatically on the blockchain. Once all that happens, um, there will be no reason to for anyone to hold dollars, and there will be a mass exodus. It'll be like a bank run. It'll be a run on the banks. It'll be a run on the dollar, and they will be out of there because they realize that the only thing people are going to want to hold will be Bitcoin and maybe other cryptocurrency. When we last met, you were wearing Bitcoin socks, and today you're wearing a Bitcoin. A Bitcoin tie. Yes. <laughs> yeah, of course. In is fact, there... I didn't wear my Bitcoin socks today. I, I, th there is a reason. They're a little itchier, and I went for a hike and with my son, and we both got poison oak. Oh, no. Yeah. And so... Uh, so I'm wearing socks that are slightly <laughs> less itchy than my, so, my Bitcoin socks. Right, right. So Bitcoin <laughs> tie, Bitcoin socks. Is there anything that could happen with Bitcoin that would change your mind? Or are you absolutely certain this is the currency of the future? You've, you've, you've said you, know, you I've are always certain, been, I've always been an optimist. And so uh, you, you have to take everything I say with a grain of salt. But... I also have a window on the future because everyone I talk to or most of the people I talk to um, are entrepreneurs. And those entrepreneurs have a view of the future that is sort of five to 10 years out. And the entrepreneurs that come to me today are all operating on a, and I'm looking over at the chairs where those entrepreneurs would be sitting. Um, they would all be operating on a, um, uh, in a world where they believe that there is a metaverse that is completely operated in with, with Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. That is what I am seeing from the entrepreneurs that come into this office. And that is usually something like seven or eight a day. And those are the images I have of what the future looks like. So I have kind of a, a window on the future. And my window on the future um, says there is going to be a moment where, um, where you don't need to speculate on Bitcoin anymore because it is a part of us. Venture capitalist Tim Draper, who asked me to repeat one more time, Tim Draper was right about Bitcoin and Starbucks. Enjoy your nickel. Sandhill Road is produced by Sean Myers under the leadership of Sarah Bueno and Stephanie Adruni. For more interviews with Silicon Valley's most influential entrepreneurs, check me out on TV at Press Here. That's Sunday mornings on NBC Bay Area and everywhere in the world on iTunes and at PressHereTV.com.